I mean, it's just little teeny tiny things. It's I work with one company and so what we did was on the onboarding process. I know it's crazy onboarding. So instead of like just throwing them in their desk and showing them where the bathroom is, we actually had them on a full week of schedules with department heads that they got to meet everyone, see everything. But when they finally got to their desk on the third day, not the first day, the third day, we did this intentionally. They get to their desk and it had all the company swag out and mm -hmm. big welcome welcome cards from all the department heads. How does that make you feel being a brand new employee? But I am the world's biggest super fan. You're like a super fan. Welcome to the Business Superfans Podcast. We will discuss how establishing business superfans from customers, employees, and business partners can elevate your success exponentially. Learn why these advocates are a key factor to achieving excellence in the world of commerce. We discuss the invaluable insights of business owners who have successfully implemented the strategies in the book to build their own team of devoted superfans. Gain insightful knowledge from the experts who create applications to help you create passionate superfans. This is the Business Superfans Podcast. With your host, Freddie D. Freddie! Have you encountered language barriers with non English speaking clients? Are language communication challenges hindering your business opportunities? For top notch language services, choose A Foreign Language Service. They facilitate communications in over 400 languages, enhancing your offerings and driving success. As Arizona's premier language provider for over 30 years, they offer elite interpreting and translation services, including American Sign Language, nationwide. With a focus on excellence, they provide 24-7 telephonic and video interpreting with a live interpreter in under 60 seconds. Request telephonic, video, or in-person interpreting. They also offer translation for documents, courseware, software, and websites, as well as audio transcription and voiceovers. Trust in their expertise for effective language communication solutions for your business needs. Get in touch today at 844-813-4242 or explore their services at 400-400-languages.com. It's just little teeny tiny things. It's I work with one company and so what we did was on the onboarding process. I know it's crazy onboarding. So instead of like just throwing them in their desk and showing them where the bathroom is, we actually had them on a full week of schedules with department heads that they got to meet everyone, see everything. But when they finally got to their desk on the third day, not the first day, the third day, we did this intentionally. They get to their desk and it had all the company swag out and mm -hmm. big welcome, welcome cards from all the department heads. How does that make you feel being a brand new employee? Have you ever faced the challenges of a language barrier with non-English speaking clients? You need the expertise of my friends at A Foreign Language Service, known as the 400 language people. They bridge the communication gap, empowering you to connect and move for 400 languages and enhance your services and your ability to achieve greater success. For over 29 years, the Foreign Language Service has been Arizona's top language interpreting and translation agency. They offer high-quality interpreting and translation services in over 400 languages, including American Sign Language, ASL, nationwide. With a strong commitment to quality, they have become a trusted provider in the industry. They provide a wide range of services, including on-demand, 24-7 telephonic and video interpreting. Connect with the live interpreter in just about 60 seconds. Pre-scheduled telephonic and video interpreting. On-site in-person interpreting 
document and courseware translation, software and website translation, transcription, and voiceovers. Their offerings cater to diverse language needs, ensuring efficient communication and accurate translations for your business. For all your language communication needs, trust A Foreign Language Service to help you communicate effectively. Reach out to them today at 844-813-4242 or visit their website at 400, that's 400languages.com. Our guest today is Steve Felt, MBA, business marketing strategist, TEDx presenter, author, award-winning business management executive, and coffee enthusiast. He has worked with over 600 businesses, assisting them in obtaining clarity, implementing a solid strategic plan, and getting positive growth results. He focuses on the foundation of the business to get the best results. He is passionate about having businesses grow, operate efficiently, and thrive for long-term success. Steve has owned, operated, and built up seven businesses, providing change management and process improvement to three other companies. He has been part of three Fortune 500 companies, operating a division for them. Besides having U.S. experience, he has improved operations for businesses globally, wrote eight books for small business owners on business. Welcome, Steve. Oh, thanks for having me. Besides that outstanding background and some of the businesses stuff, tell me about some of the challenges that you've ran into in businesses and how they manage their customers, their employees, and their business alliances. And I'm sure there's a few. Yeah, it's funny. It's like the businesses that are crying the blues, like we're not getting referrals or we're not seeing repeat customers. It's how are you engaging with them? That's my first question with them. And they all look at me like, what do you mean? There's our problem right there. So once you do the sale, you're probably done, one and done. And they're like, they do the sale and then we don't hear from them until they need to reorder. I'm like, you're missing some golden opportunities here. Because I've taught this for years. It's like, after you do the sale, follow up. Did everything go right? What can we do to improve? You're not getting the negative. You're actually getting pop. You're going to get some feedback to improve your sales cycle and improve your closing strategies. Absolutely. Believe it or not, they will tell you. Absolutely. And and the sale really begins after the sale. After the sale. Because now you start seeding them for when they have to renew, when they have to replenish, or maybe give referrals. And I've been using referral programs for I don't even know how long. And one of my businesses, it accounted for 27% of my business was referral. How do I know that? I track it. And it's plenty of ways to do it. Yep. But it was a solid referral plan. It wasn't like, I'll just have everyone ask. I'll ask everyone, who do you know? Yeah. No, that, does, that, that doesn't work. Nobody knows weak. anybody. No one knows anyone. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, it's someone says, oh, I'm looking for someone that they sell a skincare product. And they're basically saying, I'm looking for anybody that has skin. Huh? And it's now if you say, I'm looking for someone who has eczema, for example, and I've got a solution. Oh, Aunt Lucille could utilize that. But totally agree. Totally agree. That's true. And why would someone give up a referral? What are you giving them to incentivize them to give it up? It's their contact. Throw a little bone their way. I used to do these little bounce back coupons and they were a huge hit. It was so simple. So I printed it in my office and I did it with all my, I did a thank you card for everyone who made a purchase every week, Sundays. Mm -hmm. I just did thank you cards, simple, short and easy, nothing, no novels. And they were, I had them pre-printed and I just put one or two lines in there to make it personal. Boom. Yep. Done. Simple. It's, it's huge. It's it huge. It's what I talk huge. about in my book is, is thank yous. One of the chapters is okay. just showing appreciation and gratitude for them doing business. And just like you mentioned earlier, follow-up is monster. It's right. follow-up is really everything. 
And it's amazing how, and I think you'll agree, especially is that there's businesses that provide an excellent service, do a great job, and they never reach back to that customer. Exactly. It's that and that customer forgets who did the work. And so they need the work again and they find somebody else because the other previous person never stayed in contact, never followed up, never did anything. That's it. It's the simple little things. Give you an example, like, Purchasing a car, I purchased a car a couple of years ago. So at a certain point, I get an app that tells me about when it's time for fuel and everything else and time for an oil change and tire rotation. Guess what? I don't necessarily see the app and it gives me an alert, but I also get it from the person who sold me the car in an email, in a text. So they're looking at that stuff daily and reaching out to us going, hey, don't forget your oil is probably due right about now. Sure. That's a little teeny tiny things that just takes it to another level. Yeah, absolutely. It's that engagement that that takes it. What are some of the other things that you've seen that organizations with their employees don't do a good job of engaging and motivating their employees, which really is the front line of that business? Oh, yeah. I've seen it so many times. I walked into one business and I said, okay, what do you guys do? What are you doing to recognize your employees? They all gave me that look again. What are you talking about? I'm like, okay, so every month we have an executive board meeting. We have executive meetings. We have department head meetings. So at the beginning of every month, we're going to do birthday cards for everyone had birthday cards. So we just sign them down and dirty and the HR would hand them out with their paychecks or on the day of their birthday. Mm Mm-hmm. So difficult, wasn't it? Just to have sign your name to a birthday card. So hard. Yeah. And whoever knew that person would say something about that person. So now we can all personalize it a little bit. Our morale went up. I know it's hard to believe. Your morale goes up. Your engagement goes up. And now they're willing to talk to you and give you ideas and suggestions about what to what they see that we can work on to improve. Yeah. What it cost us? A, a pre-printed thank you card? It's little stuff. And in, in, in my book, I talk about people will crawl through broken glass for appreciation recognition. Yeah. And that's just a simple thing. I actually have birthdays as part of one of my chapters. Yeah. And it's important. An example that I share with people is you look at complementary businesses. Okay. So we'll just keep it dirt simple. Flooring company and a painting company. All right. And here's an, an, an example where things can go well or they can go really bad. And so the, the painting company gets a customer, does a painting job. They, they do a great painting job. And the customer says, okay, I love the painting job, but now I realize that my floor really looks horrible. Mm-hmm. So who do you know that can do flooring? So the painting guy, we'll just call him Bob. Bob says, oh, you got to talk to my friend, John. John's got a great flooring company, do excellent work. So they contact John and says, and John says, oh yeah, we'd be happy to take care of it and stuff. And he's going to send Mike. Mike is not really happy at the company because he doesn't feel appreciated, doesn't feel recognized for his extra efforts and stuff like that. And Mike goes over begrudgingly and does the job, but it's not his best work. So the customer at the house is not happy with the work because it's really half asked for lack of a better way of wording it, but an accurate way. And so she complains back to the painting guy and is uh, for the recommendation. So he looks bad because he's got a bad referral. Mm -hmm. The flooring company looks bad because they did a bad job and it's a, a double lose. Yeah. 
All because that employee was not, as you mentioned, the recognized and appreciated. It's just little teeny tiny things. It's I work with one company and so what we did was on the onboarding process. I know it's crazy onboarding. So instead of like just throwing them in their desk and showing them where the bathroom is, we actually had them on a full week of schedules with department heads that they got to meet everyone, see everything. But when they finally got to their desk on the third day, not the first day, the third day, we did this intentionally. They get to their desk and it had all the company swag out and mm-hmm. big welcome welcome cards from all the department heads. How does that make you feel being a brand new employee? You you feel, wow, this company is a cool company. I'm excited yeah. about this company. I made a right decision to join this company. Go. And I'm going to tell all my friends because I mm-hmm. you've just converted that employee into a super fan because he's going to tell his family. He's going to tell his friends, hey, I, my third day in a job, I had all this welcome stuff. I had all these little water bottles that had yeah. that branded and all that stuff. And man, I, this is a cool company. Not only that, we used to put birthdays and anniversaries in the newsletter or milestones that people had, how long they were working there. Yeah. One of the companies I worked at, the average tenure was 28 years. That's a big deal. So every time it's like so-and-so was here for 22 years, it was a huge deal. And people gobbled it up. But it made everyone, not just that one individual, everybody feel, wow, they really care about me. Yeah. And, and the same thing when you share that to the customers, mm-hmm. now the customers realize, wow, this is a cool company. They take care of their employees. Mm-hmm. And you're that's it's a simple little thing going to the customer. But now you're creating yeah. that customer into a super fan. Because they're going around and says, man, this is a cool company. They recognize their employees and stuff. Matter of fact, it's good that I got this newsletter because I need another thing done by this company. And it's just that yeah. simple little thing can trigger additional business. Yeah, you just brought newsletters. Newsletters to all your current clients, past clients, and prospective clients is pure yep. gold. And hard copy will go 10,000 times farther than an email. Oh, yeah. That's the thing that if people are, are, let me email, let me just send them an email or let me just send a text. And I'm I'm going like old fashioned, good old postal mail is still the best because it's a physical thing and it gets looked at. Email, you don't Mm -hmm. like the subject line. You don't know who it is. You hit delete and it's gone. And the postcards, actually, you you got a higher chance of at least someone taking a peek at it before they throw it away. But you got at least you had your 30 seconds that they looked at it. Exactly. The last company I did, it was like, it was a total of four pages. It was two pieces of legal paper. That's it. And they folded it together, fold it in half again, put a little sticky square or circle on it, put labels on it. They did it all in house. And you know what? It was a hit because people knew that this company was kind of raw and they did beat it. To, it wasn't high gloss and all this professionalism. And there was some typos every now and then we had, we did clean that up because that does put you down and it worked well and they got lots more business out of it and the only thing that was selling in it was one ad every month i said you can only do one ad no more it was whatever your special is for the next month nothing else and it worked no totally what are some tools that businesses can use that, that 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 will help them engage their customers and their business partners, and eventually that converts them into super fans, or which are really brand advocates. I just like calling them business yeah. super fans. 
that you've recommended to companies to utilize? Yeah, there's so many tools out there. And I always say it has to be something like a reminder tool because that's what it needs to prompt you to take action. <laughs> and I see that with a lot of companies. I just talked to someone. We installed Trello, which is more of like a project management. Mm -hmm. But you know what? For that company, it worked perfectly. Another company I just spoke with, they use Asana, a project management tool. Mm -hmm. Great. And there was another program out there called, I think it was called Remind. And it just gives you your daily, what do you need to work on or take care of? Don't forget to send John his postcard. It's his birthday, that kind of stuff. It, you got to be prompted because you can't let it forget. You have to be consistent with your message across the board. I can't right. tell Freddie D, hey, happy birthday this month. And then Freddie's sitting next to Sarah. And then next month, I forget Sarah. Yeah, that doesn't work. That's a that's a major fail because now Sarah feels slated and she's she feels just negative and yeah. you just turn that um, that individual completely against you. Oh, absolutely. You went the other way. So whatever program, everyone loves different things. I know this is sound crazy. I'm an Outlook kind of guy. Mm -hmm. I have all my reminders, tasks on Outlook. I see it every morning. Guess what? I don't remove the reminders until I complete those reminders. And that's a big that's a big statement right there because there's people that just ah, I'll just change it or I'll move it to the next day or and tomorrow no. and, it keep, and it just keeps moving down the no. road and it never gets done. Exactly. It's a reminder for a reason on that day. You to take action. And these are small little things. It could be just writing a thank you card. It could be the birthday cards. It could be so many things. Pick up the phone and say thank you to a client. I don't know how many times I've done that and recommended that to people. It's call through your current client list and just say, call out and say, hey, I just wanted to call you and say thank you. Yeah. And they all freak out. Why are you calling me and say thank you for being one of our clients? We appreciate it. There's no agenda. There's no, no nothing. It's just a thing. I have a, a customer that, that does a lot of business with us. And once a month, we, we meet and our meetings are 15 to 18 minutes. And we talk first couple minutes, just what's, how was the last month? What's happened? What's not mm -hmm. happened? And then I pivot the conversation and we're talking about, so what'd you do in the last month? Fun. Did you go any yeah. places, any new restaurants you went to? And here's what I'm doing, or here's what I did. And I'd say 10 plus minutes, we're just relationship talking. Yeah. And the business was maximum five minutes of a conversation. That's it. And you plug this in your calendar too. Don't just I'll get to it when I get to it. No, it's blocked in your calendar to make yeah, these we have calls. a zoom. So we have a, a zoom minutes or, yeah. yeah, we have a yeah. zoom meeting every month. And most of the conversation is we talk about dogs. We talk about yeah. this. We talk about some of the trips she wants to do and all this stuff. And she's one of my super fans and I get $50,000 with the business from this customer per month. Exactly. And it's simple things too, even with your prospects, sending them reminders. Hey, just want to keep you in the loop. A little teeny post, that's where your postcards are like pure gold because mm -hmm. versus an email, they might for forgotten you six months ago, but they get a postcard with, and they see your logo or your business name and they remember, oh, I got something from him two months ago. I used right. to have this quarterly mailing program to prospects. And I'd have some very rare would a prospect say, please take me off your list. It was so rare.
-hmm. most of the time I would see whatever I sent them would come back in because I gave them a little, we want a welcome back deal, that kind of stuff. Name it whatever you want. Don't say buy my craft. Name it something that's related to your business and that they understand. And how important is a, a loyalty program to be able to create super fans? Oh my gosh. Uh, we did a loyalty program in a women's boutique. Okay. She thought I was the craziest person. So we actually did this loyalty program. You bought X, you got Y. And then we started taking it up a level because they were on newsletters and all these other things. But then they, the fans, they started. we started doing this thing. We want to hear your testimonials. Oh, my God. They started blowing it up. So for every testimonial, we did something else for them. Mm -hmm. Give a discount or a trinket or something else. The owner was like, I have to have one person just taking care of all this now. I have to hire one person to take care of all this. And I'm like, is this a bad thing? She goes, are you kidding me? I doubled my revenue just from these little touches, doubled it. So is it worth me to hire one more person to take care of it? She's like, I could make the hire fast enough. Yeah. And it's a simple thing. It's just a simple loyalty program. Like you just said, it's it. just, it's, it wasn't crazy. Yeah. Nothing crazy. I have meetings at a, at a deli. And every time I get 10 meals there and I meet them twice a month, I go there for a meeting. So my 10th one is free. And That's but we always go there because the food's good. And I also appreciate the loyalty program. There's a, there's a way of saying thank you for doing business with us. That's it. It's, it doesn't have to get people make it so complex. Like this is going to be such a burden on me. It's not. You got to start with something. What would that be? What's the simplest, like the low hanging fruit that you can get people to repeat purchase from you and you're going to reward them mm -hmm. it's not don't make it so difficult and i see that with some companies they're making it so complex that no one wants to take action it's like getting a rebate a refund or hey send in this postcard and you'll get a hundred dollars off or a hundred dollar check from mm -hmm. all things we buy mostly electronics then if you read the fine print you have to actually dance through hoops fire hoops Walk on hot coals. Exactly. Uh, swim in a river full of uh, piranhas. And you're still eight to 12 weeks out. Well, right. you're making it the barrier so hard to take advantage of your incentive, then people don't do it. And then you think you're winning. You're actually losing because people remember that and they'll tell everyone how horrible it is to get that incentive. Right. Because it's really not an incentive. It's not an incentive. It's not an incentive. What are complementary businesses? People don't really talk a lot about complementary businesses, but really, I think that's a topic that I want to dive into a little bit is how you can create business alliance partnerships and those partnerships become super fans to promote your business and you become a super fan to promote their business. So talk about that a little bit. We can use a thing called an event chain. So it's like everyone before you that leads up to shopping at your place. And then everyone after you is everyone you could refer to them. So it's something that say they offer that you don't offer, but it's complimentary. So for example, you mentioned like the lands, a landscaper is a great, we'll put them right in the middle. Right. So who can refer a landscaper, a paving company, yep. masonists, but could they also be the other way? Yes, absolutely. This is where you've got to put some time in and really think who can refer people to you and you pay them a referral fee. And then who can you refer your clients to that will pay you a referral fee? Right. It's another income stream. And I've heard businesses say, I don't want to pay a Freddie D 10% for giving me a client. It's a client you didn't have. Freddie D only referred them to you because it was a good alignment. Right. Are you on crack? 
it's stop the madness pay him his fee and then beg him for more <laughs> yeah exactly uh and you know the opposite comes into play you've got you know john the painting and mike the flooring mm -hmm. and the flooring company is giving john a bunch of referrals there's no giving right. it back and so basically it's a one way that and at some point in time, the flooring guy is going to say, you know what, this relationship isn't working because it's one direction. I'm the one that's giving the painting guy all the referrals and I've got nothing back. There's nothing in this for me. It doesn't work. And that partnership dissolves. And that's just it. How often does that happen besides all the time? That's where you have to get the referral fee in because that holds people a little bit more accountable. So it's not so one-sided. So if I'm referring business to you all day long, but I'm getting 10% of everything you close that I referred to you, guess what? I'm going to keep doing it because to me, that's easy money. And for you, you're going to be paying out that 10% because that's easy clients. Right. So now we can have that relationship. It's a one-sided relationship. It works. It's a one-sided. It works. It but works. If it's, but if, there's, if you don't even have that part of it and it's one-sided, then it doesn't oh, work. Yeah. If I didn't, if I didn't have the referral agreement with you, then I'm feeding you clients all day, and I don't see a penny for my time, giving up my contacts or any of this stuff. Now I get a little irked, and right. it would end. Yeah, I did it with a CPA one time, and we had a great relationships back and forth, one to one almost. Mm -hmm. And then one day I'm feeding her, and I'm not getting anything in return. I talked to her about it, and she goes, "Yeah, I haven't found anyone like that." I go, "Great." So I moved to the next CPA. There you go. There's a perfect example. She could have created a relationship where you would have been a super fan of her and telling yeah. the great work that she done because it was a mutually beneficial partnership. And that's it. You got to turn even your vendors, your suppliers. And one of my businesses, I had all my vendors as my super fans, the vendors, the delivery drivers. Right. And the reason was I'd give them like little gifts every now and then. Hey man, it's a hot day. Here's some ice water. I knew you were coming or an icy something for your neck. And he's like, oh, okay, let me give it back to you. I'm like, no, next time, you're going to see me next week. Little teeny tiny things like this went so much further. So when I needed, he would tell, the delivery driver would tell me what's going on in other stores, who owns them, what's going on. Gave me all this info. And then I ended up forming a, a co-op with all my competitors. There you go. Because I started building a relationship with the delivery drivers. And I turned them in my raging, my raving fans. Mm -hmm. And then when it came, when the economic downturn hit, all these people are like ready to sell. They got to get out of their business. They all come to me because they have the relationship. And it was like, I just bought their databases for like pennies on the dollar. I don't want their equipment because I already knew what they were buying and I knew all their inventory stuff. <laughs> right. So build those relationships, even if it is your competitors. It's crazy. People don't want to talk to your competitors. I'm like, I know a lot of my competitors and we have great relationships and we oh, give yeah. business to each other because. You might do something I don't do, or it's just different, or we've all had the client where it's oil and water, right? Yep. And I've had clients like that or prospects. And I go, you know what? I know someone who's better fit for you because they're just like you. They talk in circles, but they'll understand you. I don't. Right. And that relationship would be great. And I got a referral fee out of it. Why not? So now that coach is chatting me up and always thinking, if I come across a client I can't relate to, I know who to call. Yeah. I remember when I was a sales guy in the software industry and there was another sales guy. We were both district managers 
but for two different companies. And we were like two samurai warriors. We would bow, we had respect for one another, and we would go into a company and one of us would win, one of us would lose. We would bow on the, on the way back out. And one day Don calls me up and says, hey, I have to buy you lunch. I'm going like, huh? What? But he says, I'm buying. Okay. I went to lunch with him and it turns out that he was being promoted to a, a corporate accounts position and had enough respect for me that he wanted me to take over and join his company and take over his territory. And he was the number one sales guy. And all because of the fact that just like you were talking, we respected one another, we communicated with one another. And I ended up being the top sales guy in that company for a couple of years in a row, mm -hmm. just because of that relationship. And I'm still friends with this guy today. And we're 20, almost 30 years later. And that's the thing. A lot of people don't realize it, the relationships are all out there. It's how are you nurturing it? And the same thing with your clients, your staff, and of course, your vendors. Mm -hmm. I made sure to get to know all my vendors on a deeper level, not just transactional. And I got a lot of deals from them. And I know I made them a lot of money. So it was very reciprocal. Uh, but you know what? You have to build the relationship because I knew I needed the vendors. They needed me. Yep. And it's a, very important. I had a super fan when I was selling to a, a, a tool and die mold shop back in Illinois. And when I started working with that company, they were a 40 man company. And the IT manager, I knew what his goals was. He wanted to be the IT manager as the company grew. They ended up going from 40 people to 120 people. And I remember it was a sales contest and I called up Bob and said, Hey, Bob, I know that we talked about this other workstation towards the end of the year, but this contest ends in July. Can we make something happen? And he goes, yeah, can you delay payments? And I'll give you an order. And so I said, yeah, I can get and delay the payments till the mm -hmm. time frame that they needed. So he got me the order. I won the prize all because of the relationship that I right. had with him and he was my super fan because every time I'd sell to some other company, I would have them call Bob and Bob would tell about what I've done for their company and et cetera. And the sale was done and, and, and Bob was my closer. That's it. I just did this for a pizzeria. I don't know the owner of the pizzeria. I've been to the pizzeria multiple times. Whenever I'm in a certain part of town, I go to that pizzeria because it's darn good pizza. Mm -hmm. So I knew someone who lives close to him and they said they've never heard of it. So I referred it to them. They just told me through a text last night that they went and they go, oh my God, it's one of the best pizzerias I've ever been to. I go, so that's just the power of taking care of your clients. Because every time you go, I walk in there, you feel welcome. Mm -hmm. You feel it's a, definitely a family. They're definitely family. And they're all from Italy. And it's just a fun environment. But you know what? They're happy and they're taking care of their clients. They might have it as a transactional, but they're making it more on a deeper level just by being themselves not being something fake. They're not trying to be Pizza Hut and all this other stuff. No, And they a, know it. it. Yeah, same thing. I have a, a customer in Michigan. They make pot pies. And their business has exploded. And I remember working with the woman that owns the company when she was starting in her kitchen. She was cooking the pot pies in her kitchen. Mm. And she opened up a store during the pandemic. And uh, of all things. And now she's taken over the store next to them and, and doubled in size, 
all because of the fact that she does some really cool things. She's created a loyalty program. She's created a referral yeah. program. They engage people on the social media sites. And every time she's at the farmer's market, she takes a, a little video and says, hey, I'm at the farmer's market. And so she posts yeah. a video, just the little things, but she's engaging and her business is exploding. They've got, I think, 4,000 followers on Facebook, all organic, no, no purchases. Good. It's the little things and a lot of companies don't realize it because they're so busy being busy. But right. if you put a little bit of time out, block it and come up with a, a true plan, just don't wing this stuff. Whatever you do, please don't wing this stuff because you wing it, you're not going to get results and then you're going to get discouraged and then you're going to poo every good idea after that. So right. you have to come up with the plan, the strategic and tactical plan, because that's two different things. So right. focus on your strategic 80% of it. 20% your tactical and just pull the trigger and watch the magic happen. Block yep. the time out for these little thank you cards. It really will not take you as long as you think. Yeah. A little time for a huge return. Yeah. I started blocking the time out on Sundays for these thank you cards. So I started blocking two hours. It's going to take me two hours to do all this. So I did it like watch while watching football. As I started realizing it's taking me 30 minutes maximum and I was enjoying it. So it's like, Right. Okay. You felt good. More importantly, you felt good sending them out there. Oh, yeah. And so that creates more good energy. And, <laughs> and what you put out, you get 10 times back. So it, mm -hmm. it absolutely works. Oh, absolutely. So, Steve, how do people find you? Yeah, the one of the biggest places or the biggest places. I'm on all social media platforms, but primarily my website is bizcoachsteve.com. Mm -hmm. That and I'm on LinkedIn. Those are my two primary, I should say, social media channels because I know where my people, my peeps are. I'm on Instagram, but I don't go there too often. I haven't been on it in a while since I've been out of the country at a convention for a <laughs> few weeks. I know it's horrible. <laughs> so those trips come up. Uh, it was a long, I wish I could say it was enjoyable. It was just long. But yeah, I'm back in the game and I do a lot of workshops, presentations. And I have plenty of information on my website. So it just helps business owners to help them grow their business. It's free content. You don't have to opt in to Jack. Just enjoy. Okay. Anything that you want to give to our listeners? Yeah, I think uh, we're doing the 10K book. Okay. 100K book. I think that's it. <laughs> Out of all the books, I just got the proof in of my ninth book from my editor. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we're working on that. But I believe it's the 100K book. It's It's... Eight simple strategies to grow your business without spending another penny on marketing or advertising. And they're simple to do, obviously for free. You just have mm -hmm. to put a little bit of work into it and it details them out in the book. Excellent. Steve, thank you very much for being uh, on the uh, Business Superfans podcast. It was a pleasure chatting with you. And I think our audience has got a lot of valuable nuggets out of this show and I look forward to having you on the show again in the near future. All right. Thank you for having me. I just wish everyone the best business success. All right. Thank you. We hope you took away some useful knowledge from today's episode of the Business Superfans podcast. The path to success relies on taking action. So go over to businesssuperfans.com and get your hands on the book if you haven't already. Join the Accelerator community and take that first step in generating a team of passionate supporters for your business. Join us on the next episode as we continue guiding you on your journey to achieve flourishing success in business. Thanks for tuning in to today's Business Superfans podcast. If you found value in our dive into creating superfans for lasting success, 
show some love, hit like and subscribe for future episodes, and share with your network to spread the insights. We'd appreciate if you would write us a review as it helps our show. Your support is everything and fuels more content to boost your business. Till next time, keep rocking, super fans, superstars. We hope you took away some useful knowledge from today's episode of the Business Superfans Podcast. The path to success relies on taking action. So go over to businesssuperfans.com and get your hands on the book if you haven't already. Join the Accelerator community and take that first step in generating a team of passionate supporters for your business. Join us on the next episode as we continue guiding you on your journey to achieve flourishing success in business.